Hi, welcome to the DMBA podcast where we talk all things design strategy. Today's guest is Ismar Momotovic, a DMBA alum, badass problem solver, and innovation leader at Ancestry. Enjoy! Okay, well, welcome, Ismar. Uh, thanks so much for joining. And again, I appreciate you being on. And also, you are the alumni we're spotlighting this time around. Um, say hi to everyone. Hello, everyone. It is a pleasure to be here. It's so nice to see you again because it's been forever because of there's a little thing called the pandemic that happened. Yeah, the COVIDs. It's, it's yeah, the, gone the around COVID. a couple of times. Yeah, I get it. Um, to make this, uh, you know, succinct and really this is your time to, to shine or just talk or just have this conversation with me. Sure. Tell us a little bit about uh, who are you and uh, maybe tell us who you are, where you are, and I'd love to hear what's your superpower. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's try to, let's try to get the, the bio um, as brief as possible. So, uh, originally from Bosnia, mm-hmm. uh, then uh, grew up in New York, where I studied graphic design and was a graphic designer for about 20 years. And the challenge with design and being a designer was I felt that I never could have the right conversation with the stakeholders, the business holders, because I can tell you why it was going to sell. I can tell you what like it was going to draw your eye, how your eye was going to move through the piece and things like that. However, I didn't have the business acumen to be able to tell you what your ROI was going to be, what, you know, all the things that you need as a business-minded person uh, to make a decision. So, uh, so what I did was at that time, I was being a little bit more frustrated with, you know, how my design career was going, not having those conversations, those type conversations and being left out of those types of meetings. So I searched for an MBA program that would fit in that vein. And I came across CCA. Mm-hmm. I got into a bunch, as I was telling you earlier, I got into yeah. a bunch of them. What sold me on CCA at the end was the community aspect of it. And mm-hmm. um, the mm-hmm. community aspect of it is the real thing um, that helped me later on after I graduated. I mean, mm-hmm. you were one of those people that uh, the, with Ericsson that got me uh, a, a job with Ericsson. Yeah. Um, and then it was Julia West, uh, who, uh, got me, uh, employed at Ancestry and things like that. And, and we've, you know, uh, you know, I was able to return that favor to a C10, I want to say somewhere there. Mm-hmm. And then she, we brought in a bunch of DMBA folk. So that's really what sold me on it was that community aspect um, the dinners were always amazing. I, I love those dinners because you get to you get to relax after a, a long, you know, a long basically what is it on Saturday? Yeah, it's your Saturday night. So yeah. you're, you're uh-huh. three days in. You're three days in. One more to go. Right. And that was like a way to decompress at that time because you're yeah. you get so much information and so much so many new tools. It's really wonderful, but it's so nice to be able to connect with other alum. Yeah. And, and that's where I got to have conversations with, you know, the C6s that were uh, about to graduate and the ones that came before me of like, well, how did you navigate this? How did you traverse mm-hmm. this? And what's awesome later on after I graduated, 
I still maintain those connections. Mm. So people that were doing a really wonderful job in Adobe, I, I got to pick their brain how to grow this, how to grow that you know, yeah. in different yeah. sectors. So that's how I came about to here. Okay. Superpower. Lord. Superpower. Uh, superpower. I, I think I got to go with Strength Finders uh, number one, restorative. Uh, oh, I can, interesting. I can I can see problems. Is, is that's what restorative means? You can so you restorative. Can... So so, so, there, so there's the golden side of restorative and the shadow yeah. side of restorative. So uh -huh. the side of restorative is you are able to identify problems very easily, and you love solving problems, mm. which is great. Yeah. Um, and so the golden side is when you get get to a restorative state where you see the problems and you help people solve the problems for themselves. Huh. So you're not solving problems for them, you're solving problems, you're helping them guide them on how to solve problems for themselves. Oh, that's super interesting, yeah. So golden, golden side of restorative. Shadow side of restorative, where I sometimes fall into, is I like after every problem I solve, there's always more. So I'm constantly yeah. solving problems Yeah. And, and I forget well, what am I really solving for myself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And, and you get to that burnout stage where it, it's kind of like you fall off a cliff because you're just so tired and you don't really have that energy and you're not seeing it within yourself. So golden side, shadow side, so superpower, restorative. Um, I, I think that's super interesting. I don't know if I've met another DMBA that that was their superpower. Um, mine was communication, so, and it made it made sense. And there's out there, of course, there's the, there's the bright side of the, the light side and the dark side of that too. Um, you know, if there's a gap in, in conversation, I fill in that, that gap with more talk, um, which I try hard not to do, yeah. especially on things like this. Uh, but yeah, I think that's really interesting with the problem solving piece. How, how did that play a part, or maybe you don't know, but let's pause it for a little while. How did that play a part in your choosing the DMBA over other MBA and design management programs out there, Parsons and others? Um, and, you know, especially considering the community aspect. So, so when it, when you're talking about, you know, for yourself mm -hmm. and, and from the, like the restorative mindset, right. Mm -hmm. It's, what problem am I trying to solve for myself right now? Yes. So, it, so the problem was, uh, how can I have a different conversation with stakeholders with enough business acumen to be able to uh, not convince, but um, uh, at least state a solid case? Yeah. We, we always want to be persuasive. We always want to be convincing. But you, know, you, you put together the best case possible and you present mm -hmm. it. And whatever that person chooses, they choose. Um, but you you want to make it hard for them to say no, right? Right. So when I was when I was looking at programs, I was looking at something that had a design skew because I didn't want to just waste twenty years of design knowledge, design thinking, and things like mm. that. So I was very focused on which MBAs I was looking for, and I wanted it to be an accredited MBA. So that took out some because some are like masters of sciences and, right. and things like that. It, it it's not that and and. Sometimes, I, I hate to say this, but sometimes the title matters, and 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 what you get matters because when you sure. when you see those three letters, you're like, oh okay, they they have some sense of what's going on. They went through accounting, 
uh, operations and things like that. Mm -hmm. So that that really narrowed it down between Parsons and 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 DMBA, and it was really the welcoming community where at that time it was Nathan and uh, and Natalie that I was speaking to, and yeah. they were like, "This is what we do. Yeah, we are a giant family. Yeah, we come together, we have dinners together, and and Parsons." I, I saw the path for Parsons. Like mm -hmm. I, I knew where I was going if I stayed mm -hmm. at Parsons and it, it, it would have been high finance, New York, all totally. those things. Yeah. Cool. But there, there was something that drew me to San Francisco, the community aspect of, you know, CCA's DMBA. And, and, and that was, that really sold it for me. It was yeah. just like, it felt like I was going to be with a giant family and, and that's what was going to help me throughout my career. And it, it, it that's exactly what I got out of the program, which was a giant family. Yeah. So fortunate. Isn't it so f funny? Um, I I've been doing some investigation. I'm doing this external review process right now. And so that also means I'm investigating other programs, certainly other, just other MBA programs. And, you know, when I look at the big, big ones, the Anderson at UCLA or Haas at Berkeley, right? I mean, yeah. you look at these and you look at the resources they have to bring to bear and even like the alumni networks are, you know, really professionally managed with a whole team of people as big as the, all of the faculty at the DMBA. Yeah. Um, and they certainly get great jobs out of those schools. I think what's so salient about what you just said is that the community in the DMBA is very much self-managed, right? It's people who are really there to help and support each other. Uh, and when it comes to career services, take it or leave it, there's a career services just built into this family aspect of our community that it, it just wants to help. It's, you know, it's like everyone goes through this, like the trials and tribulations of doing this DMBA thing and working on teams together for every class. And all of a sudden you come out of it, you're like, I know who you are. You, I, you are years after me or years before me, but I know exactly what you went through and Hey, yeah. let's, let's do something together. Let's help each other. I'm super stoked to see you. And I've never met you before. It's so interesting that that's the way it works here and how organic that it is. Uh, it's I don't know, fascinating I, to me. Yeah, no, I have to, I have to agree with that. I have to agree with that. And it's yes. And. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I have to agree with that uh -huh. because there's, I know what I'm getting. Yeah. When, yeah. when I, I know when, when I'm reaching out to, you know, a later generation, I still know what I'm getting because at the, at, at the core, it's going to be critical thinking, design thinking. Yep. And, and um, the, and we'll get, we can cover this later. I, I have what I think is the best thing that I walked away with from the program itself. Um, which was, which is dealing with ambiguity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about that. I, I'd love to hear, you know, tell me about dealing with ambiguity um, and maybe give us, you know, an example of, you know, how that's manifested itself uh, for you. There, there will, everyone, it seems like in business, unless it's really established and like has one of us in there, um, <laughs> everybody wants to. One of energy. us. Yeah. one of us yeah one of us in there uh -huh. um it, it it really everyone wants design strategy but no one knows exactly what that is mm. it, it, it became a buzzword at some point 
And it's like, oh yeah, we have that. And then you take a look and you're like, mm, do you? Are you really asking those questions? And the 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 part is, there's there's a few things that we do well, I think, in our program, which is I'm going all the way back to Elle's class, difficult conversations. Hmm. So you're you're a lot of the stuff that we do, the what what we call the soft skills is the thing that translates most into dealing with that state of we're not sure where this is. And you have to ask really interesting questions to help them understand, well, you're actually here. You're not so much here. Wow. You're, you're actually back here. And then if you want to do this thing, well, what are you really trying to do? What, what experience are you trying to give your workers, your customers, whatever it may be, uh, to be able to then achieve that? And, and then we can, we can actually have a plan. But er everything like that, um, those are the fun skills that you get from this program is being able to talk to a very senior person yeah. at the company and say, well, what are you really trying to achieve? Like, what are you trying to do? And it's, it, and they never, like they have a sort of formulated thought and some sort of idea, but it's up to the design strategist to make that happen and to yeah. identify those things. Yes. So that's really what I think the best thing that came out of the program for, well, one of the best things that came out of the program for me was dealing with ambiguity and, and being able to have those soft skills to, to help people understand first where they are and then where they want to go and then show them how to get there. Yeah. So go ahead. No, that, that makes total sense. I, um, you know, I was going to ask you now, how does that show up in what you do today? So what you're at Ancestry now, uh, and you're the innovation manager, I take sure. it, right? Tell us a little bit about what you do at Ancestry. And now even more, I'd love to hear how do you use that, well, your superpower, you know, fixing things, uh, you know, your restorative superpower, but also this dealing with ambiguity and innovating for this company and speaking with senior leaders. I mean, there's a lot right. packed into that. Yeah. There, there is a lot packed into there. So, um, so at, at first, I was hired to do visual support for the board of directors uh, presentation. Wow. Okay. I've so, what, what was happening with the senior leadership team? So SLT mm -hmm. was I, I. I love when people throw acronyms and then they don't explain the acronym. <laughs> exactly. Like everybody knows SLT. No. Yeah. So, um, so senior leadership team SLT. Um, mm -hmm. What was happening there? They weren't able. They were having a difficult time communicating what was happening in product and technology to the board of directors. So they would basically put everything on a slide and, and, and it was basically, you know, like the dictionary page on a slide yeah. and, and they're talking to it, which was not the best way to communicate to a board member. What are we really trying to do? Right. You know, you, you've overloaded them with information and they weren't able to understand. So some of the same questions were being asked at different quarters, mm -hmm. you know, and, and setting that process up was just, it, it, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It was a disaster. 
it was it was a, it was a fire alarm where I, somebody reminded me. Do you remember getting you know being on calls until two three in the morning, yeah. going to sleep for two hours, and then waking up so you can make the changes yeah. in the in the presentation so you can have the seven o'clock in the morning meeting. That's not going to be good for anyone. Mm-hmm. So not only for for myself, for your leaders, for the people that are creating the content. You also have to look at it from a human-centered design. If you get a bunch of tired people in a room together, you're not going to get the best efforts. You're going to get frustration and things like that. So when I went in there under the, the, the premise that I was going to visually support them, my restorative superpower kicked in and said, well, that's not really the only problem. Yeah. You don't have a cadence. You have a bunch of tired, stressed out people trying to present a really wonderful message to the board. You're you're falling short. And and it, it wasn't just the one thing, it was the other thing. So it's so th- that's the wonderful part about that restorative superpower. You can just pinpoint like it's not just this, it's actually this, this, and this that are yeah. causing this. Yeah. So let's 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 try to show you a different way. So that's when I started to take the leadership team and, and, and transform their cadence mm-hmm. on how they're telling their story and, and how they're actually going to achieve what they're going to try to actually talk to in the born. And at that point, they, they, we, we started to not have fire alarms. We started to stack our decks so it can be, you know, incremental, like, oh, we can just use the ops review. We can use mm-hmm. this to, to be able to create the overall message because you're just uplifting messages. To, to be able to present at the board level. At that point, someone said, Ismar, it seems like you know what you're doing. Um, can you help us with uh, can you help us with innovation and hackathons? And uh, the the thing that I because when when someone asks you know to help I, I, as, as a DMBA or what do we what's the first thing that we do? We ask questions. We ask yeah, we ask questions we immediately. Ask questions. Yeah, we, un- immediately. we try to uncover the truth of what help means and what they're really going through. Yep. And and what's mm-hmm. wild is what may seem, and, and I've encountered this a lot, is what may seem like an obvious question to us in the cohorts, in, in the DMBA program is not obvious. Mm. What, what you think is actually like, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've come across uh well, how did you figure that out? And I said, well, I asked this question and they told me the answer. Yeah. And they're like, seriously, that's it? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, no one asked that question before me. And it, 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 it's, it's this wonderful light moment where you realize that something that because of what we go through mm. that becomes very obvious and very right up front, this is what you get yeah. is not, the status quo for businesses. Yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah, it becomes second nature to say, oh, interesting. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Tell me more. Yes. What do you want to, what do you hope to achieve? Um, you know, you say hackathons, what do you, like all of a sudden, as soon as you ask me that question, like in my brain, I'm probably exactly the same questions yeah. you're asking. And you're right. Yeah. In corporate culture, you know, when someone says, do you want to do the, lead the innovation? Like, yeah, 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 let's go. Yeah, that's a great answer. And do you even know what you're doing or signing up for? Maybe it's not innovation. Maybe they're looking for something totally different, but they're calling it this thing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, yes. so I, I want to tie it back 
to some of our, our, I guess our listeners to mm -hmm. things that they've experienced, right? So you just said it, tell me more. Yep. That, that just simple phrase unlocks so much stuff because it's, mm -hmm. um, so uh, one of the persons that we had uh, speak to us and we're so fortunate to have him come talk to us and, and our cohorts and the cohorts after was Warren Berger. He wrote yeah. um, a more beautiful question. More beautiful question, yep. Love that guy. Mm -hmm. He is fantastic. I love him. And I, I, I told him I stole this from him and I'm going to keep stealing it because uh, it's so wonderfully put. Uh, I ask a, a question to get to a better question. Mm. And I thought that was a really lovely approach when he said that to us at the class, like just like that light, that light bulb just went off in my head. And I said, wow, that's really powerful and really lovely. So I asked question to, to ask a better question and then tell me more. What, right. what do you mean by that? What, you know, and, and, and getting to the crux of what are you really trying to achieve? And, and a lot of people don't do that. And it, it's really interesting um, from, that, from that point of view that like what seems obvious to us because it is second nature is not obvious to everybody else. Mm. So, so I asked these questions and I understood that we are, the, the, what, what was said back to me was, we're not short of smart people. We're not short of great ideas. We just suck at putting them into production. Oh, interesting, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, that's that's an interesting problem. Mm -hmm. So it's not that you guys haven't tried to do innovation. Mm -hmm. It's we never get to that final result. Yeah. So in 2019, I did what you all are going to know is a, a journey map. Mm -hmm. And I basically ran a hackathon that said, I'm going to track from start to finish where these teams, where, where's the point of failure? And so I ran the hackathon the way that I think a hackathon should run. And, and that's a lot of um, the, some of the stuff that we do, which is like sprint thinking, yeah. uh, dots, you know, sticky notes, all that good stuff. Right. So running a hackathon the way that I thought of a hackathon should run, ran it, got winners out of the hackathon, and then tracked the winners to their points of failure. And each one of them had a different point of failure. So I said, okay. I, I write the report back and said, here's the hackathon. Here's what the teams experienced through this. And I just plotted a journey map. Here's where the teams went. Here's the points of failure. Next year, when we run this, we're just going to remove the points of failure. Yeah. And yeah. see what happens. Right. 2019, we have our first two big successes. We finally have something go into production. Uh, we uh, eventually get an experimentation platform out of it, uh, incredible work. And then after that, it just snowballed. Once you remove, you can now iterate because you're, you're now being, you're not being reductive, you're being additive and you're adding things to make the program run better, smoother, faster, right. uh, giving more opportunities and things like that. And you start to see it now that it's like that, those barriers have been removed. How can we make this better? And then yeah. you start to innovate and you start to design, think about, well, this was great. How do we make it better next year? And you do that with feedback from the people that are going through the experience, like, like anything. And it, and it becomes this machine now where we're getting a lot of our innovation ideas and the things that are going out to the customers and like the big wins uh, from this humble pipeline mm. that never really seemed to work. 
And 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 this it's not just so that's like the summary of it. It's not just removing those barriers. You also have to have the language skills to be able to take your senior leadership team through this. You're, yeah. You write your report and say, well, here's what's happening. If you want this to be successful, here's what I need. And being able to ask them to be partners with you in order for them to achieve this goal of innovation. Yeah. So, so that's the other part of it. It's not just like you, you do a journey map, you do this thing, and then you remove this thing. You need buy-in from the stakeholders, yep. the leadership team. And, and that's the other part of it where, so your, your ambiguity is broken apart by questions. And then you have this other thing that layers on top of it, which is the soft skills that right. you're taught that says, hey, here's how we're going to get to where you need to get to. So it's those two things that partner with each other in order to achieve that that goal at the end where everyone now is talking about, well, oh, look at this cool feature that we were able to release because we just had an idea. And that's what happens when you free mm. up people to have ideas and yeah. just, you know, start to just try stuff. Yeah, totally. Are these all these are all internal teams or these external teams as well? Internal teams. So amazing. Yeah. Internal for product and technology. Amazing. How often do these hackathons happen? So uh, fun. So I do the big hackathon. So the hackathon is never an end to a mean. The hackathon is the thing that identifies the problem. Yep. Uh, and then what the solution is, but it's never the end goal. So the end goal is never to have yearly hackathons. The end goal is to continuously innovate. Yep. And, and that's what so we've proved out the case because it's not just this one thing. Okay, I fixed this. Now I can move on. It's you You start to put in your futuristic part mm -hmm. um, as, as the futurists that we have right. in, in our cohort and say, well, all right, so this is great. It solves this thing. Now, what's the next iteration of this? And how does this become the norm? Yeah. How does this become not the event, but just the norm of how yeah. we do things? Yeah. I mean, the meta version of that is what you're really doing is you are, I, we call it manipu-helping, right? You're manipu-helping everyone at the Ancestry to become, to think like a DMVA, which is asking questions, uh, understanding that, you know, how to move through ambiguity uh, and you utilize their problem-solving skills uh, and uh, want, ability, whatever, to prototype something to come up with solutions over and over and over again by just being designers, right? Even if they're just engineers or, or whatever. Yeah. 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 And so then, I love it. Yeah. I love that. And, and, and then at that, at that stage for, for me personally mm -hmm. is you are now changing the way an organization functions. Totally. Yeah. And, and for that, that is a different type of design. That is a different mm -hmm. type of, you know, goal at the end which I'm extremely proud of. I've had so much wonderful success from this, mm -hmm. uh, from this one aspect of, of that, of the job that I do at Ancestry. And it's been really wonderful. And I know like the senior leaders, when, when they're on board and they're just like, yep, do what you need to do. We're, 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 we're behind you. Then it feels really good because yeah. you've taken all the, th all the tools that you've learned during the DMBA and applied them to be able to change and shape the way that an organization functions, which is yeah. really amazing.
So Pr yeah. pretty crazy. Um, I'm sure there, are, I can already think of a couple classes that would love to hear you talk more about some of this stuff. Um, let's, uh, let's go to sort of something even more meta. What do you, what do you wish someone told you, you know, about life uh, or work or school, whatever it might be, but what do you wish someone had told you, you know, early on about all of these things that now you sort of live, but uh, you, maybe you didn't before? Hmm. That's, a, that's a very interesting existential question. question. <laughs> that is a very existential question uh, for uh, 1030 in the morning. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what do I wish someone had told me? Hmm. That's a good question. All right. I don't want to give a stock answer. Like I don't want to give the knee jerk re uh, uh, mm. uh, knee jerk answer to this question. That's a very thoughtful question. Hmm. I'll give you. I'll uh, maybe this will prompt you. Uh, I'll give you mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine actually. I, I I just thought of it. You know, and I think I sort of thought of this before that kind of it's really your light side dark side thing which is hey justin you know you have some superpowers but those superpowers can also be your undoing um so you know be, beware and use them use them wisely uh, i think i didn't know that when i was when i was in an undergrad my communication superpowers i i used them well but to my own undoing in many cases uh, and I didn't know that until I was at the MBA, like, oh, shit. Yeah. Communications thing it is a superpower and, and I can wield it, but I can also wield it in ways that end up being, you know, uh, you know, detrimental to me or my mental health or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I, so I, I really like that. I really like that because I, I mean, that, that, that's, uh, that's the core of a lot of meditative practices and yeah. things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's that old thing that everyone knows, but we, we forget because it's so ubiquitously used, which is know thyself, right? Know, know thyself. thyself. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's such an easy phrase, uh, but so much wisdom packed into it. I think okay, if, I'm, if I'm going to be honest and true to myself, <laughs> I, I think believing in your, I, I know this is so cliche, believing in yourself is such a big deal. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, there are many times, and, 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 and my, my partner, who is wonderful and I love her to death, uh, she actually helped me see this to a different scale. I, I knew that I always had this imposter syndrome uh, where nothing was ever good enough that I did. It always needed to be better. Um, when someone asked me, like they, they said, great job, you did great. And I'm like, well, no, I could have done this better. I could have done this better next year. I'll, I'll do this better. And then it, it, it's never good enough. It's, it's, this, uh, it's this driver. I wish uh, somebody had told me to take a minute, accept the compliment, because knowing that it comes from a genuine place, like not, they're not just like so, uh, another human being took the time out of their day to, to appreciate you, take that appreciation in, because they're not doing it to make themselves feel better. They're not doing it to, to blow smoke up your keister. Uh, they're doing it from a genuine place 
Yeah. And I wish I was able to recognize more of that within myself yeah. because there's so many times where someone would pay me a compliment and I would just brush it off because I, I, I didn't believe that I was deserving of that compliment. Yeah. And what I wish someone told me earlier was it's okay. It's okay to, to, to take that as a gift because it really is. It's somebody giving you a gift of just appreciation and it's okay to take that in and it's okay to hold that in like dear to your heart and 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 really start to absorb that that you are good enough that you are worthy enough mm -hmm. that what you did was was good yeah so i i wish someone I that. would have taught me that earlier yeah i love that yeah, yeah. I, I i like to you know i like to think about that the other side of that the imposter syndrome which is frankly, what everyone has at some point in time, right? This, you know, you keep moving up or moving over or getting things or have being in conversations. You're like, God, you know, I, do I really know what I'm talking about here? Yeah. And the answer is, yeah, you do. Uh, and it's okay to also have this imposter syndrome because as you, you know, get paid these compliments, you'll realize, oh yeah, I, I do. I do. I, I have something to say. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's beautiful. Um, all right, I have one more question, and then I'm going to let you go. Um, what, what else? What else would you want to share with the DMBA community? What do they? What do you want them to know, uh, either about you or about life, you know, or about work, whatever it might be. Uh, what I would share is enjoy the journey. Mm. I can't tell you how many wonderful memories I have from the DMBA and working with uh, the crazy folks that are the C7 class, you know, the C7 mm -hmm. cohort, mm -hmm. how many lifelong friends I have gotten out of that. I am so, if I'm, if my wealth is measured in quality friendships, I am one of the richest human beings on this earth. I love it. And I can easily yeah. say that. I can yeah. easily say that because the humans that I got to interact with are, are incredible humans. They mm. are so wonderful. They are so smart. They, they have their own superpowers and it, it, and, and just being around them just made me better. I, I have so many wonderful friends that I still to this day keep in touch with that they're doing different things. Mm -hmm but they're in so incredible. Like I can't imagine my life without them. Yeah. Because just talking to them for five minutes makes me think about something that yeah. it'll reframe something in my head. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. So I would say, enjoy the journey. I was very focused during, uh, during the stuff, uh, during the cohorts and things like that to being very studious and, and I didn't go out as much as I should have. Um, so for, for, because learner is one of my, one of my uh, <laughs> top five. Yeah. So like, if you give me a bunch of things to learn, like my internal self is going to be super excited. And uh, like, right. I, I needed to also go out and, and create, like have a little fun with it. So enjoy right. the journey because that stuff is always going to be there. You're, you're going to learn no matter what, like mm -hmm. this program makes you learn whether you like it or not, it, it, it'll change the way that you think. But like the thing that I'm so grateful for is the humans that I got to meet. And, and now that they're there, I can't, I really 
cherish the friendships that I have from the DMBA. And, and the program, the reason why I chose it to, to wrap it up is exactly what I got out of it. And that sense of community is so prevalent in my life that I talk to I talk to a DMBA or at least once a day because we're on all the like text streams and things like that. So it's very rare that I don't talk to somebody from my cohort or from another cohort that I've met. So yeah. yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Ismart, thank you so much for joining me here, uh, for allowing me to record you. Uh, and put you on a podcast, maybe a video. Uh, we never know where this is going to go because, well, everything's a prototype. Uh, but I truly, truly appreciate you and your your time. And uh, yeah, and I I am excited to also call you a friend. So yes, here we are. Yes, absolutely. So thank you for doing this. Thank you for stepping up. Um, seriously, thank you for stepping up yeah, because this this you know this program you know for me has value. And it has immense value. So I, I, I know that if it's in your hands, it's going to be in good hands. Of course. Thank you so much for saying that. Uh, yep. I'm going to do everything I can to foster that. So appreciate you. And I'll talk to you soon. Yes. Take All care. Right. Thanks. Bye. Well. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the DMBA podcast. Want to nominate someone for this podcast, including yourself? Email Justin anytime 